How I Met My Murder contains graphic content and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. One, two, three, four. Good night, ladies. Good night, ladies. Good night, ladies. We're going to leave you now. Right now. Hello, murderellas. I'm Norma. I'm Amanda. And we are the ladies of How I Met My Murder. Tonight we will be discussing Evil Genius. Which if you don't know what this is, uh, it is a Netflix docu-series by the Mm -hmm. Duplass brothers, um, which the Duplass brothers are really well known for kind of like shoegazy movies and some kind of low-budget indie horror movies. So Mm. I think this was their first foray into not just docu-series, but true crime too. I believe it was, Um, yes. But it's not a really big departure from the last couple of films they did, because the last two films the Duplass brothers did, I believe, were Creep and Creep 2, which follows Mark Duplass, um, which people might know from The League, of all things. He was one of the funny guys. Um, He plays the serial killer in those movies. So they went from... Pretend serial killers to... Um, Real serial killers. Yay! <laughs> With a saw-like device. Yes. So, so that's fun. Uh, but Amanda was the one who found this one, and I think you were even posting about it on the Murderella group uh, about... Yeah, I posted it on Instagram. Oh, was it Instagram? Yeah. I knew it was somewhere. Um, but, I mean, the story is just so crazy and out there that it's it's like, it's unbelievable that it's actually true like yeah. this actually happened it's insane yeah um but before we get into that we are going to do our weird crime of the week weird crimes so this week uh it's a little bit a little bit different <laughs> uh we're still sticking with the food theme kind of um this happened in december uh in fort walton beach a possum broke into a florida liquor store and got <laughs> drunk <laughs> Uh, yes, that's right. Possum crimes. Silly possum. Uh, <laughs> by the way, my I have this weird obsession with forest creatures. If you saw my house, it is best described as, like, mid-century Snow White's forest. <laughs> and <laughs> it's a true and accurate description. It is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, my husband teases me because I don't really like possums. And I'm like, they're fine. Until they open their mouth and hiss. Yeah. And then they're fucking terrified. Mm-hmm. You know, like like the one in Mississippi that thought it was a cat. Yeah. I told that story, I yeah. believe. <laughs> so, okay, anyway. Uh, so an opossum apparently drank bourbon after breaking into a Florida liquor store. Good choice, possum. Good yeah. Choice. And sobered up at a wildlife rescue center and was released unharmed. Uh, Emerald Coast Wildlife Refuge officials say that the possum was brought in by Fort Walton Beach, Florida police um, on November 24th. A liquor store employee found the animal next to a broken and empty bottle of bourbon. (laughs) A worker there found the possum on a shelf next to a cracked open bottle of liquor with nothing in it, said Michelle Pettis, a technician at the refuge. She definitely wasn't acting normal, you think? 
Uh, Pettis told the Northwest Florida Daily News that the female possum uh, appeared disoriented, was excessively salivating and pale. The staff pumped the marsupial full of fluids and cared for her while she sobered up. Fun fact, I always forget possums are marsupials. <laughs> we loaded her up with fluids to help push out any alcohol toxins, Pettis said. She was good a couple of days later. Pettis said the possum did not appear to have a hangover. Lucky possum. The store owner, Cash Moore, which sounds like Cash Moore. <laughs> Your name is Cash Moore? Yeah. <laughs> what do you need, Cash Moore? <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah. Could be worse. That's true. Could so, be like... A couple weeks ago, Link and I both had to go to a Barons game. Uh -huh. um, uh, the Barons are the... Uh, uh, they're the local baseball team, yeah. minor league. Minor league, that's the word I was looking for. Um, but they're they're actually pretty good. They feed into the White Sox, and mm -hmm. um, they they've won like all time all types of uh, titles and championships and stuff. But they're pretty good, and the stadium's nice. We like going to baseball games. But a couple weeks ago, uh, both of us had to go for work. We didn't go together, but we were both there. I had to go for an event for one of my uh, vendors, and he had to go for an event for one of his breweries that he was entertaining mm -hmm. and gallivanting with. Um, but I had left already, and I didn't hear this, but he told me about it later. But one of the, um, on the opposing team, the uh, guy who was batting walked up to the plate, and they look up at the scoreboard, and the guy's name is Shed Long. Long? His name Shed, was Schlong? Shed Long. Like, first name Shed, last name Long. Uh, yeah, but it sounds like Schlong. <laughs> Schlong. <laughs> so, uh, he looks over at his friend that he works with and says, hey, this guy's name is Shed Long. And his friend is like, hey, Shed Long, bet you won't go long. And then he hits a home run <laughs> out of the park. <laughs> and it was funny. But... That's a terrible name, too. Shed Long. <laughs> there was a... Um, <laughs> there was... Back home, there's this guy, he's been a local TV anchor forever, you know? Like, much like, um, what's his name here? Um, James, you know how everybody knows who James Spann is. James Spann is Bay. Yes. Yeah, that kind of thing, okay? <laughs> this guy's been a local TV news anchor forever, and his name is Sam Dick, which is horrible to begin with. <laughs> he married a woman named Anita. That's not a joke. Anita Dick. Her name is Anita Dick. Did she take his last name? Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> She's hateful. That's terrible. She's wrong. Oh, my God. Yeah, he would, you know, talk about his... He would lovingly talk about his wife on occasion, but it was always, like, followed by, like, middle school tittering. And like, <laughs> I need a dick. Ah. So That's awful. So, it, it, yeah. So it could be way worse. Or there's my mom. <laughs> she's got a great one. Because she sounds like a homosexual superhero. Yeah, and my mother-in-law... <laughs> Is a homosexual bird. Bird, yes. <laughs> gay justice and gay parrot, respectively. Yes. <laughs> so, anyway. <clears throat> so, the, the, the store owner, Cashmore, detours, <laughs> says he had never had a possum break in before. She came in from the outside and was up in the rafters, and when she came through, she knocked a bottle of liquor off the shelf, and when she got down on the floor, she drank the whole damned bottle. <laughs> Just goes to show that even animals are impressed with caches. 
the liquor store. <laughs> he, uh, he used... <laughs> no, no. Yes. I, I need you to read that again. <laughs> but it goes to show that even the animals are impressed with caches. He, he was, um, yeah, yeah. He used the animal getting tanked in his liquor store oh my God. to plug his liquor store. That is Jeez. a showman right there. I see what like, you did there. Right. Dude, I'm, I, I, I can't even hate on the guy. Yeah. Like, no, do it. clever. I get it. Yeah. The animal was released uh, back into the wild. R-O-R. So, yeah. <laughs> released on his own recognizance. Yes. <laughs> so that was fun. Very. That might funny. be my favorite uh, <laughs> weird crime we've had. <laughs> if nothing else, just because of the crass yes. of cash. Oh, so funny. I feel like that must be one of those shady, really gross liquor stores, mm-hmm. like on the edge of a bad part of town. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where the shelves look like they were bought from like a closing Dollar Tree or something like that. Yeah. Like a yeah, Dollar yeah, Tree yeah, was yeah. going out of business. And, and it always has, <laughs> it always has that like spilled stale beer and dust smell. Mm-hmm. And yeah. hookah, if you're and in hookah. the right part of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the wrong part of yeah, town. Yeah, if you're really in the wrong hookah. part of town, they have their, their for tobacco use only display yes. <laughs> of, yes. of pieces and pipes and shit. Oh my god. Well, so, okay, Al- Alabama, or really the South, has some interesting laws about alcohol. Mm-hmm. So if you come into some liquor stores, especially in Alabama... They're also, like, convenience stores, or, um, there's one that's, like, a hookah bar and a liquor store in town, Mm -hmm. but you have to keep them completely separate. So, it's, like, it's the same store, and you see the same clerk, (laughs) but you have to go in one side to get your liquor, and and then you have to leave and go in the other door (laughs) to get, like, and it's all one, like, open room, like, you'll see, like, the the, uh, cash register and, like, the desk and stuff, but you can see over it to the other side, you just have to leave before you can go over there. It's ridiculous. I hate stores like that. There's a lot of weird stuff. I will so dumb. (laughs) I will say, one of those, like, almost a good idea things, Mm -hmm. there are still a couple in Lexington. I know there's they're sporadically found throughout the South, but drive-through liquor stores. Mm-hmm. Oh, have you ever seen a? Have you ever been to a drive-through liquor store? <laughs> I have been to a drive-through sex shop before. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to explain that one here in a second. So, okay, you go first. Okay, but yeah. Okay, so growing up, I didn't realize it was a drive-through liquor store because I would always go with my grandfather. To go get bags of the good ice, as, as my mother calls it. Yes. The good ice, you know. So we'd go get that. And, you know, it, it wasn't until much later that I realized it was a drive through liquor store. And I was very confused <laughs> as to how this is a good idea. Like, is it for the drunk on the go? <laughs> I suppose. I, I gotta be drunk in 20 Jeez. minutes or less. Like... <laughs> God. I mean, I guess if you're running late to a party and you want to bring yeah. something, yeah. that's good. But at the same time, I'm betting there's quite a few motherfuckers that are going through and just... Well, I mean, like, if if I know exactly what I want and I'm not going in there to, like, scan, like, hmm, what do I want to drink tonight? If I know exactly what I want, I'd go through a drive-thru. Yeah. I'd be like, bottle of this, please. So I don't have to get out of the car. 
Yeah, sure. I still feel yeah. like <laughs> there are a lot of people too who took this to great advantage. Oh, I duh. Definitely. So, so drive through sex shop? Yes. Question mark? So. Do you just have to know the type of dildo you want at that moment, right then, right now? Maybe. I don't know. I, I didn't purchase anything from it. I feel like that is where you but went wrong. where I went wrong? <laughs> I got free condoms. Okay. Yeah, but, fair. Yeah. But, no, there, there's, a, there's a sex shop uh, in my hometown, and they moved into a building that used to be a bank. <laughs> And drive through window, so they decided to take advantage of it. <laughs> Please God, tell me they still use the tubes. No, and they, they can just. No, oh my God, nothing it was would be better. Just, it was one lane. <laughs> nothing would be better than to be like, I'd like to pick up a, a nine inch black dong, please. And you just put your your check in or your credit card. And then yeah. it comes back, and then it's just there in the tube. No. <laughs> Listen, this it is a million funny. dollar idea. <laughs> Someone I'm sure needs it to do this somewhere. <laughs> to the googs. <laughs> Keep talking. But no, we just like I, I, I had gone back home um, during college for a summer, and I was hanging out with a friend of mine, and it was when they had just moved in, and they were advertising their drive-through window at the sex shop, and so we were like, oh my god, we have to go, and so we went through the drive-through. And they like, how can we help you? And I was like, I don't want to buy anything. I just <laughs> wanted the ability to say I went through the drive-through window at the sex shop. And they're like, okay, here's some condoms. <laughs> and we went on our way. They call themselves a romance store, and mm-hmm. its name is Pleasures. That is correct. Um, apparently, it is the only one, according to the Googs. The only pleasures or the only one with a drive-thru? The only sex shop with a drive-thru. Oh, shit! Yeah. I've done something remarkable. Yeah. (laughs) Business is brisk with cars (laughs) lining up three deep for vibrators, lube, lingerie, and other risque items. I had no idea they were the only one. It's been doing really well. And really well on nights when it's cold or rainy. You don't want to get out of the car, but you still need to get your jollies. I mean, I get it. Discretion and the ease of it. Are big and the convenience. We're Americans. We want everything convenient. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> this is amazing. It's owned by it, it some lady from Florida is who opened it. And this- next time I'm at some kind of function that asks me for an interesting fact about myself, I'm gonna say I've been through the only drive-through sex shop. In the world. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. Oh my That's god, terrible. this is amazing. It seems like a waste not to use the old drive through once wrong by bank tellers. So Silva and her co workers sell all sorts of adult products from the side of the building, just like a fast food restaurant. Mm-hmm. There's a brightly lit side outside with the products and prices. Herbal enhancement pills are $8 a dose. Um, and she believes that at the time of this interview, she even believed that hers was the first. Uh, novel adult novelties mm-hmm. through a drive-thru. It says that a woman in one car wanted a rubber toy that spins and pulses. <laughs> one couple in another vehicle stopped in for free condoms. And oh my god, that was me. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> and a few yards away on the other side of the curve, there's a McDonald's so you can drive through. You can. Get your dick taken care of and then go get something to eat. Maybe not right there. Maybe get it all to go home. Yay. Yeah, well, yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not think of people doing things in the she, McDonald's parking lot. <laughs> I'm going to 
go ahead and say it's happened. Well, duh, I'm sure. <laughs> she calls her her store an upscale adult store with the old bank building and brick interior with manicured shrubs, Ooh. and they have two vaults. Yeah, this is amazing. Oh my god. Oh, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. They also have an intimacy clinic that opens and will offer sexual counseling to couples and groups. And there are how-to classes. Oh, my God. All assistance is verbal, it says. They wanted to stress that. Yeah, here it is. Oh, my God. You can tell it used to be a bank. It totally looks like a bank. And there's the drive-thru. It's right there. Oh, my God. And there's a Wells Fargo, like, right there, too. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So, you go get your cash. Mm-hmm. Go take care of your dick. And you get something to eat. And then you go to McDonald's. It's right there. That's... Oh, my God. (laughs) This is amazing. Um, Oh, and the police don't care. The the woman who owns it is quoted as saying, the police have said that they have a million better things to do. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Honestly, I'm a little surprised that they were able to do that because, again, it being Alabama, there are so many strict laws Mm -hmm. about this kind of stuff. Like, I think... I don't know if they've lifted this or not, but I know when all when like a bunch of these newer sex shops started opening up, mm-hmm. every dildo that they sold had to have like a little disclaimer taped to it saying that it was for educational purposes. Mm-hmm. Like it was a law that that these types of devices can only be sold for educational purposes. Well, I guess you're going to educate yourself. Well, yeah. And you're going to educate your partners. I'm going to learn some shit. Yeah. So. There you go. That was a that was a deep left field that deep we dive. just went on. Deep but dive. Yeah. Yes. But it was totally worth it. And everybody learned something. Yes. And so that's what's important. I feel like this is where the, the more you know, like, TD, TD, <laughs> needs to go over. Yes. All right. Yeah. So, evil genius. Mm-hmm. I'd completely forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> so I will I will let you uh, voice your feelings about it. Uh, so uh, cool story, bro. I didn't care. Uh, look, it's like this. I fell asleep at least six times trying to trudge my way through this. I am so glad it's there for the people who love it. And I was, you know what? I was hooked for a few minutes because I was like, what? They saw a trap on this dude and they actually showed him explode, which I was not prepared for. Yeah, I didn't Um, see that coming either. I was not ready for that. But then, like, they got into the ramblings of the crazy lady Mm -hmm. and then her crazy cohort. And I was like, oh, what? What the fuck are... What? Like, that's, that's, that is all, like, I was looking at my dog. I was like, do you guys have any idea what's going on? And they just looked at me. I was like, well, you're no help. And I just, I nodded off at least. It, it was it was pretty much every time the lady would start to, like, crazy ramble mm-hmm. with her, like, one good eye. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't. I, and I, oh, uh, and I have to back it up. Right. And I can't tell you how many times I woke up to the one lead detective's face just staring at me and I was like oh god okay it's just man it just wasn't my speed and I still am not 100% clear on what happened so but you loved it I enjoyed it um I did it's it's a very intricate twisted web 
and I liked it. So just to, we'll do a little brief synopsis of it, and then we'll maybe get into some of the details. Um, but it took place, the crime took place in 2003, um, and a pizza delivery man named Brian Wells, um, he would, this all happened in Erie, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, someone had called in a pizza order, and when he arrived, they tackled him and strapped this device to him and told him, go rob this bank. So Did they give him the cane gun, too? Yeah, and they gave him a, a cane that had, like, a revolver, not a revolver, but a shotgun, a shotgun on it, which is weird. Um, but And they told him, use this if you need to, but we're, we've put this bomb on you. You go do what we tell you to do. Mm-hmm. And he had, like, a time limit, and then there was this whole, uh, they gave him, like, pages and pages of instructions. And he was supposed to go on this wild goose chase, and but um, after he left the bank, police caught up with him, of course, because from a bank, you're more than likely going to get caught. It's very rare that someone doesn't get caught if you try to rob a bank. Um, so, and as uh, police were trying to figure out what was going on, the device detonated and mm-hmm. blew up. Um, so, and it was, they later found out that the when the timer went off, mm-hmm. he, he never would have had enough time to complete everything on that list. Like, he was going to die regardless. Um, so it's very unfortunate. Um, so it's just, it's a, it's crazy that that actually happened. And there was actually a movie based off of this case called 30 Minutes or Less. With uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it had Aziz Ansari and uh, the guy that was in the social network. Jesse Eisenberg? Eisenberg, yeah. Oh, shitty, sh- uh, shitty looks Luther. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but they were in it, and um, these two guys were in some kind of trouble, and so they called in pizza and kidnapped the pizza delivery guy and strapped a bond to him and said, uh, "Go rob this bank, and if you don't, well, we've got a remote device. We'll set it off." And so, just chaos ensues, and it's actually a comedy, <laughs> but. <laughs> It's pretty funny. It's okay. It's not It's not a bad movie. But I didn't know that it was actually... I'd seen that movie, like, years ago. Mm-hmm. And when I was listening to all of this happening on Evil Genius, I was like, whoa, this is familiar. <laughs> and so I looked it up, and sure enough, that movie was based off of this case. That's weird. And I never knew that this was actually a real-life case. It's insane. So, um, getting into the Twisted Web... Um, it, it is confusing. Like, I, I really don't know that I can explain all of it without having something in front of me, but the gist I of it... I swear to God, I feel like you need one of those, like, conspiracy theory boards. Exactly, you know with, you do. With, like, you know, the red strings, like, no, and this goes here, and because of the thing, and mm-hmm. I didn't, I, yep, tapped out. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's this woman... Uh, named Marjorie Deal Armstrong, mm-hmm. and she had a history of like mental episodes, and uh, she was bipolar, and she had uh, gotten in a few like minor infractions before. And then there was this man named Bill Rothstein, mm-hmm. and he had a similar story, um, slight um, um, mental, uh, not disabilities. What what am I trying to say? Um, mental issues and. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, other just, like, minor law infractions, but both of them were very, very smart. Like, mm-hmm. both of them were pretty brilliant. And the big question that kind of still remains, because you, we find out at the end of the 
docuseries that both of these people have died without the truth actually having come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they both, um, she died in prison, but he w- he was put in prison for a short period. But the big question is, who was the mastermind? Like, they, it's obvious they were both involved mm-hmm. in one way or another, but it's it's up for debate who was actually, who actually thought of it. And who came up with all the plans and everything. Well, they, they figured out that the guy, the big guy with the coveralls, whose name I cannot remember for That's the That's Bill Rothstein. Bill, okay, Bill Rothstein. Uh, they figured out he was the one who had built the device. They think so. Because yes. and, and they it was because they matched handwriting or something? Uh, it was the way he drew arrows. arrows. Yeah, so the, um, the journalist, his oh, name... He had typed, whoever wrote the stuff typed it and then, and then traced, traced it, it yeah. which is crazy, but brilliant. Genius. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I say both of these people were genius. They like, they were really, really smart. Like, you, you know, you know, people like that, that mm-hmm. are just so smart, but so detached from reality. Emotionally detached that, yeah, it's, I mean, it's crazy. But that was both of these people. So mm-hmm. put two of that type of people together. You're going to get some bad crap crazy get stuff. A, get a pizza bomber. Um, so. The bomb itself was bonkers. Yeah. It, it. I wasn't kidding when I said it was like a saw trap. Like if, mm-hmm. I mean, would it, you like, not describe it the same way? Oh, I know I would. They, um, they showed it on the docuseries, but it like, it looks like a giant handcuff. Yeah, it basically. was like a big shackle so like, around his neck. Yeah. And then it connected to... Like a chest piece. Yeah. That had, I think that's where the explosives themselves were. Yeah. They were on in front of him. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Um, but the what led them to Bill Rothstein was uh, this journalist had been following the story kind of from the beginning, but maybe like a year or two after it actually happened. And he interviewed Bill Rothstein. Mm-hmm. And so he took video inside of his house, and then when he found out later that the FBI were involved, he was like, hey, here's this video that I took inside this guy's house. Do you want it? And so they look through it, and they see on a couple pieces of paper that he had, like, arrows drawn with curves on them, Mm -hmm. and the FBI agent remembered, like, I remember that from this stuff being drawn on parts of the bomb. And so that's how they kind of linked those two, linked uh, Bill Rothstein to the bomb. Um, and then it, it really is just like a twisted, twisted web. It's crazy. Um, so Marjorie Deal Armstrong. Okay, so a few days, is either a few days or a few weeks after this bank robbery and after uh, Bill well, or, uh, Wells mm-hmm. uh, died. The police got a call from Bill Rothstein saying there's a body in oh in the freezer at this house. <gasps> oh, that was and another was, visual that was it crazy. Was, yes, it was right down the street from where they had called the pizzas mm-hmm. to be delivered to. So right where they like grabbed this guy and strapped a bomb to him. See, the thing that I could not wrap my head around with all of that is. Why did he call the fucking police to begin with? Because he was trying to out her. I think this entire, the entire time that they were alive, they were trying to frame each other. Right. But if neither one of them had said a word. Yeah, I know. None of of it would have ever come back to either of them. Well, not necessarily, because there were a few witness stories. Like, there was a, 
a post a postal worker who was delivering mail and saw them together at a gas station at a payphone where at the same time that the pizzas were called in. So there was that, and then right after the uh, bomb had exploded, someone saw a woman driving the opposite direction down the highway and identified it as Marjorie Deal Armstrong. But what I'm saying is, like, they would have never been on anybody's radar. Nobody would have even thought about the two of them to to pin... Do you see what I'm saying? Like, so I just, it's just one of those things that I was like, the fuck are you doing, Mm -hmm. bro? But the the visual that was so striking, so they had video from, I guess it was the coroner's office, Mm -hmm. and the body had been, like, curled up in the fetal position and put in the freezer. Mm-hmm. And they they literally described it as, yeah, you know, like when you freeze a turkey mm-hmm. and you have to set it out for a long time to the thaw, that's what we had to do with the body. Yeah, but a person. Yeah, well, and the, and the coroner <laughs> even said, like, look, I don't want to be, cr- I, I don't mean to be crass, yeah. but I really don't know how else to explain mm. this. Um the thing that stuck out to me was that he said that he was actually stuck to the sides of the freezer. Yeah. And so they had to free. They had to well, defrost the. They entire had to freezer. flip the freezer, yeah. and then the body like shifted out, and they had yeah. to catch it uh-huh. and like put it on the table, and it was still. Yeah. Cr- it was just. Bleh. Yeah. By the way, if we didn't say it before, um, spoilers. If yeah. You haven't watched this. Me, I feel like it's a given. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, our bad if we didn't. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> so, whoopsies. Um, so, uh, the police get a call about a body being in a freezer, and it. Um, he's saying, he's, he even says on that phone call that it, you need to look at Marjorie Deal Armstrong, because um, she did this. and But it's, a, it's his house where... The frozen body is so he's he's implicating himself in this Mm -hmm. but i think the only thing that he went to jail for was like desecration of a corpse or something like that i Mm -hmm. think he spent like 10 or 15 years in prison and then he was released i think he did way more than that so it's still kind of sort of unclear who killed this guy but the guy that was killed was marjorie deal armstrong's boyfriend Mm -hmm. and this was the not first not second but third boyfriend that she had had that had been killed. Oh, no, but the other ones, the other ones were totally in self-defense. Yeah. Did well, you know? They were she, total- she admitted that she killed one of her boyfriends. The other one hung, quote-unquote, hung himself mm-hmm. after she moved out. But it was suspicious still. Oh, and then this guy. Um, so, the one of the other times that really, really stuck out to me in the uh, docu-series was, it was just depressing. I was really upset that they did this. They went and talked to her father. Yeah. Um, so this is fast forwarding a little bit and I'm sorry I'm jumping around on you guys, but they kind of figured out that it seemed like the motive for all of this was to rob this bank Mm -hmm. to get money. So Marjorie could pay somebody to put out a hit on her dad mm-hmm. because her dad had saved up all this money. See, I did pay attention. <laughs> I just didn't understand everything. Had <laughs> saved up all this money over the years, just being frugal and and smart with his money. Um, and she felt like he was pissing it away, pretty much, mm-hmm. giving it to people in the neighborhood and 
different organizations in the community mm-hmm. and just kind of all around being a good dude. Yeah. And, you know, he said that he had bought her a couple of houses and bought yeah. her some land and this fancy car and she hadn't taken care of any of it. And so he didn't want to see her just piss more mm-hmm. of I mean, his stuff away. He admitted I was just enabling her. Yeah. And so he said, you know, I'd rather be doing good things for people who can do something with it. Yeah. And so he was trying to help people in his neighborhood and different things like that. But she was just beside herself Mm -hmm. about it. And, you know, they said, well, how do you feel about being the motive for this? And he was like, I mean, mean, what what does anybody say say to that? that? He was basically like, well, I'm still here, so... (laughs) 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 You know, and and they were like, well, what do you think about your daughter? And he was like, she's my daughter. Mm -hmm. I still love her. I mean, she's... She needs help, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it just felt... It felt like it had crossed over into exploitive at that point. Yeah. And... But, I mean, I the way I kind of see that thing, if, if you're agreeing to be interviewed, it's kind of a different situation. Like, he could have said no. Like, no, I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want to be involved. I don't know. It, it, it just still... It just kind of felt gross to me. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was sad, definitely. It was sad to see that. But So, um, this body is found in the freezer of uh, Bill Rothstein's house, and it's linked to uh, Marjorie Jill Armstrong, and it's her boyfriend, and later on, uh, we find out that it's basically likely that he was killed because he knew about this plot to rob the bank, and um, that's why he was killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so the the guy that was the pizza delivery guy. They, how after he died, Brian Wells. they cut his head off. Yeah. They completely decapitated him to get the bomb off of him because uh-huh. they didn't know. They wanted to preserve the device. Right. For the investigation. And, um. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I understand. I felt really gross it. about that yeah. one, too. And that his family was so upset, mm-hmm. which I 100% understand uh, mm-hmm. the family being upset. But, uh, you know, and then there's some speculation that maybe he was in on it. Mm-hmm. But then there's other people saying, no, there's no way. He just, he was bad luck guy, you know, mm-hmm. got drugged in the middle of it, but... Well, at the very end, the um, the last interview that we see is a, a prostitute who... That's what she was? I could yeah. never figure out her connection okay. to the whole thing. No, she was a prostitute that... Uh, her name was Jessica... Was Jessica Hoopsick. something. Jessica yeah, yeah, yeah. Hoopsick. Um, this, this reporter had been trying to catch up with her, like, the entire time, and he eventually set a date for um, uh, an interview with her, and then she didn't show up. Yeah, yeah. And then a couple years later, um, she finally agreed to sit down to an interview with him because she wanted to tell the truth. And I, I believed her. I believed her wholeheartedly. But she, so she was a prostitute that um, Wells often paid to have sex with, but they kind of formed a friendship, and she cared about him. Mm-hmm. So, her connection in all of this is that uh, she she was looking for money and drugs and whatever have you, and okay, she wasn't was... Wasn't she talking about meth or something? Yeah, crack. Oh, is um, that what it was? Yeah. But, so, uh, 
Bill Rothstein and uh, Marjorie Jill Armstrong, um, she knew a little bit about their plot to rob this bank. Mm -hmm. And they were like, we'll, we'll pay you money if you can find someone that'll do this, like that we can trick into putting this bomb on mm -hmm. and robbing this bank. And she was like, um, Brian Wells, this guy, he's a, he's a pushover. He'll do it. Just mm -hmm. knock him upside the head and do it. And he, he won't think twice about it. He'll do whatever you say. Um, so there is some speculation that he, that Wells knew about it and he was in on it and then just got too caught up in it. But then there's her saying, no, no. I've, I, it's my fault. I gave this guy to them. And so and I, I believe her. I don't think he had anything to do with it. I, I didn't really either, especially the way he was panicking. Yeah. On the, I mean, because fair warning, it has some graphic moments. It does. Um, like, I wasn't kidding when I said I was not prepared when the bomb went off because I thought there's no way they're going to show it. No, they flat out just boom, he falls over. It, it, it was intense. Um, but... So there's um, there's an article where someone interviewed the one of the filmmakers and the mm -hmm. um, the is that the same article journalist. I was going to reference and they, one of the questions they asked him asked them was why is it important to show the public execution of Brian Wells and its aftermath on camera. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the filmmakers says, I'm glad you asked that because we didn't want to use it gratuitously. We're very aware that his family is probably going to watch this, but I hope you notice that we use it strategically. So at the beginning, we don't show the whole event. At the end, which is episode four, mm -hmm. uh, we do show it, but we blur it. So like that meaning that close up mm -hmm. of him. Um, the last scene of his face is also blurred. It was important to use that to reinforce how heinous it was that this is a victim who was publicly executed and nobody has been charged with this man's murder. And that's still true. No one. And I'm, and that's fine. I, I'm not mm -hmm. deriding them for using the footage. I am just saying fair warning to anyone yeah, watching. No. Viewer discretion. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, I saw another article with the Duplass brothers themselves and you know one of the things they asked is like why why make this and um they said that they had known about the story and the image of the collar bomb and Kane had always stuck with them um and so they became friends with Josh Braun and uh who was a, another filmmaker and ultimately um, the show called Wild Wild West is what was able to get them what they needed to make Evil Genius, but um, it, it was just the that image of the guy with the collar bomb and the cane that mm -hmm. had just stuck with them for so long that they really wanted to dig into. Um, and they also were asked they they also asked them about um, it, this is a USA Today article. They said the question was within the documentary. You have these odd characters, like Brian, whose scavenger hunt obsession literally blows up in his face, and Marjorie, the former girl next door, who becomes a hoarder and a murderer. They seem like they could be lifted straight out of one of your movies. And so, um, Mark Duplass 
answers that there's no doubt that Jay and I have a love of outliers. These characters, the characters that populate Evil Genius are certainly people you would see in a Rite Aid and wonder what is going on with them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> because they just have that look that's like a click or two off. We've always been drawn to those kind of characters, uh, not in the way to make fun of them, but because I want to understand what makes these people tick. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something they definitely did Yeah, with this, is they, they definitely dug into who these people were mm-hmm. and, you know, what did make these people tick. Mm-hmm. Um, when she, they show a scene of one of her former lawyers, so mm-hmm. uh, years ago, and she murdered, like oh, openly murdered yeah, yeah, one yeah. of her boyfriends. They, he interviews uh, her uh, attorney back then, and he t- just talks about her, like, very, very briefly. It's maybe 30 seconds that he's he on camera. But he said about... Says, he says, she's my punishment on Earth. Yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, shit, man. Fuck. Um, so that, if nothing else, I think that, what just that phrase speaks mm-hmm. to what kind of person she is. Oh, yeah. And it's obvious watching her that she's crazy. Mm-hmm. She's insane. Um, she's, she's one of those people that can't speak at a normal level or normal tone. It always seems like she's screaming. Hi. You know what I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> but no, not like you. <laughs> she just, she's always, she, she just always seems like she's yelling. The intensity is dialed up to a 10 at all times. Yes. And I don't know, she's insane. What, what freaks me out the Ooh. most is... If you looked at those pictures when she was younger, mm-hmm. she looked okay, less... You see it in her eyes? You though? could, but she looked less crazy. But the older she got and the crazier she mm-hmm. got, the more wild that one eye yeah. gets. Like, the, she, uh, that eye has nothing on Forrest Whitaker. Uh-uh. Like, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> there's a meme out there. <laughs> it's just Forrest Whitaker's face. He's got the one droopy eye. Love Forrest Whitaker, by the way. He's fantastic. But <laughs> yes, but he, it is a very well-known yes. physical trait of his. But there's a meme out there. It's just a picture of him, and it says, "When you drink Nyquil and Dayquil at the same time." <laughs> it's funny. Oh my. <laughs> Anyways, um, I did want to talk about this though. The very last image that you see before they just start listing things like this happened in 2017 and blah 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 mm-hmm. um, is a picture of her from when she was younger and seemed a little more sane. And then it just slowly morphs into, like, the most recent picture. Which her. is, like, something out of a fucking horror like, movie. Shit. It really, I mean, like, I feel like that's something that would be done in one of the Halloween movies. Yeah. Or something. It or Very, very smart. On yeah. No, I will say, guys. look, <laughs> I, I, I was not the biggest fan of this. It, mm-hmm. it was a little, and I, and I think it is more of a credit to the types of people that the are that these people were not the story itself but it was a little rambly in places and, yeah, I, and no, that's why yeah. I was totally like in and out on it mm-hmm. so yes that last image is very um, emotionally triggering <laughs> just considering Striking. everything that you had watched up to that point it's yeah uh, I will say that uh, I do love the Duplass brothers, and uh, they definitely have a distinct voice in their mm. film, in their filmmaking. Um, so it's it was really cool to get to see something that was a little bit of a departure, mm. um, but at the same time, you could tell 
it was them, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, it wasn't their typical, but I highly recommend the Creep movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I know your husband is not the biggest mm-hmm. spooky movie fan. I've seen those before, though. Oh, you have? Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and that's an, the thing about those, especially the first one, it's got that really striking final image, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, spoilers for the first Creep, uh, <laughs> BT dubs. You know, when he puts on the peach fuzz mask and he sneaks up behind the guy and just wham. And then that's how the movie ends. So they definitely like to end on a strong visual. Mm. So. Yeah. Well, that was a strong one. So good job. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I I enjoyed it. Um, it. It was a little hard to follow at times just because there's so much. And mm-hmm. I'm sure... I'm sure there's more, but just to fit it into even four episodes was, um, I'm sure was challenging, but I enjoyed it. It was a very interesting story, and I, I remember this case being in the news. I don't know. what happened. You really don't? Mm-mmm. Hmm. I just, I remember seeing images of him so sitting on the ground like that. 2003, I would have been stoned. it's like my junior year of high school Uh yeah i'd have been stoned yeah often with morty actually our mortician friend um there we go go. because god love him but morty loves weed more than your cat loves catnip um (laughs) in fact when he was here uh a couple weeks ago it was soups intense because he was like I uh, brought some weed. We were like, good for you. Not for us. Yeah. <laughs> you do you, buddy. And um, you could be anywhere in my house. And as soon as he would, like, open it, you'd be like, oh, it smells like weed. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. That's funny. He enjoys his herbal supplements. <laughs> <laughs> you already said weed. Yeah. Well, you know. That. But you can get herbal supplements at for $8. The drive through sex, sex shop in Huntsville. <laughs> <laughs> so there is that. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, check out Evil Genius if you mm-hmm. so choose. Um, it's pretty good. And watch out for possums getting drunk. Yes. I can't yes. imagine that they're nice when they're drunk. No. I, I feel like possums would make a mean drunk. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so. We are taking a hiatus. Um, we we will not have new episodes for a while, and uh, we're gonna keep our yeah. Um, we both we both have just a shit ton going on right mm-hmm. now, and uh, we just we need to take a step back for a little bit, like you do. Um, but we'll keep the social media stuff up, so feel free to still interact on that. The Facebook group will still be up, the Instagram will still be up, and the Twitter will still be up. Um, so check all those out, and uh, still let us know what you think about the show, and hopefully you'll see us again sometime yeah. soon. We'll be back. It'll yeah. be good. All right. Well, um, thanks for listening, and uh, keep listening. Listen to more of our episodes, mm-hmm. and bye. Bye. Pee-pee time, cause Amanda's got a pee. It's pee-pee time, which is a long time for me. I'll just sit here and I'll play with my rings, cause I like when they spin a lot. Spin. Oh no! <laughs>